Hey guys, welcome back to the show and thank you so much for tuning in. Today, we're gonna be talking about the left's startling control over language and by extension, pretty much everything else. Now, earlier this week, there were Senate hearings involving Amy Coney Barrett, who, if you didn't know, is the Trump administration's new Supreme Court pick, who they are hoping will fill the seat that Ruth Bader Ginsburg left behind when she passed away. And I think we all remember how fiery the Kavanaugh hearings were, but honestly, when it comes to Judge Barrett, it just doesn't seem like the left has much on her. And we've seen them try to go after things like her family, being a mother, having seven kids, or even, strangely enough, adopting black children, and that was just, that was a weird racist look for them. They, they dropped that pretty quickly. Next, we also saw them try to attack her Christianity, which considering that America is still a majority Christian nation, was also not a good look. If you ask me, and admittedly, I didn't watch all of the hearing because it was super long, but there weren't that many interesting or at least scandalous parts, save for actually two that just so happened to both feature Senator Meitsi Hirono from Hawaii. First off, we had Senator Hirono asking Judge Barrett if she was a sexual predator, kinda out of nowhere. Since you became a legal adult, have you ever made unwanted requests for sexual favors or committed any verbal or physical harassment or assault of a sexual nature? No, Senator Hirono. Have you ever faced discipline or entered into a settlement related to this kind of conduct? No, Senator. And may I remind you all that to date, there have been no sexual misconduct allegations against Amy Coney Barrett, something that I'm very sure Senator Hirono knows. So I, I'm not even sure what she was expecting Judge Barrett to say here. Yes, actually, I was accused of pinching one of the other mom's butts in carpool. I feel like even just asking these types of questions is a slimy political maneuver to make it seem like Barrett has to keep defending herself against sexual assault allegations, even though there are no sexual assaults allegations. But anyway, the second interaction that I wanted to highlight for you all started off with this question from Senator Dianne Feinstein. You identify yourself with a justice uh, that you, like him, would be a consistent vote to roll back hard-fought freedoms and protections for the LGBT community. And what I was hoping you would say is that this would be a point of difference where those freedoms would be respected. And you haven't said that. Senator, I have no agenda, and I do want to be clear that I have never discriminated on the basis of sexual preference and would not ever discriminate on the basis of sexual preference. You know, like racism, I think discrimination is abhorrent. Um, on the questions of law, however, I just, because I'm a sitting judge, and because you can't answer questions without going through the judicial process, can't give answers to those very specific questions. A big topic of discussion for Democrats were LGBT rights, specifically whether Judge Barrett, if elected to the Supreme Court, would attempt to overturn the ruling on gay marriage. And Democrats are especially worried about this since Judge Barrett considered former Supreme Court Justice Scalia somewhat of a mentor and, Justice Scalia was very vocal about his dissent for that gay marriage ruling. I thought this was a very respectable and well-reasoned answer coming from Barrett, as most of her answers were. She herself may not have any biases against gay people, but it's not up to her to write the law. She's not a legislator. She is merely there to interpret it. Save for giving a definitive answer like yes or no, I will or won't support gay marriage, which really these judges are not supposed to do in these hearings, this is probably the best type of answer Barrett could have given. 
But still, Senator Hirono was not impressed. Even though you didn't give a direct answer, I think your response did uh, speak volumes. Not once, but twice. You used the term sexual preference to describe those in the LGBTQ community. And let me make clear, sexual preference is an offensive and outdated term. It is used by anti-LGBTQ activists to suggest that sexual orientation is a choice. It is not. Wait, what? Barrett says that she does not discriminate on the basis of sexual preference, and Meiji Hirono turns that into, you think being gay is a choice. Those are some Kathy Newman-level debate tactics, and Judge Barrett, bless her, because she's definitely not as familiar with how insincere the left can be, but she'll learn. She actually apologized for causing offense. So in saying that I couldn't opine on whether Obergefell was rightly decided or not, I was certainly not indicating disagreement with it. The point of not answering was to simply say it's inappropriate for me to say a response. And the second point was to say that I certainly didn't mean and, you know, would never mean to use a term that would cause any offense in the LGBTQ community. So if I did, I greatly apologize for that. I simply meant to be referring to Obergefell's holding with respect to same-sex marriage. I get that in regular conversation with normal people, if you say something that someone else misinterprets or take the wrong way, you may feel inclined to just apologize for it because you didn't mean to upset them at all, even if you technically didn't say anything wrong. As a Canadian, I am usually all for apologizing profusely over nothing, but the thing is, Conversing with leftists is not a regular conversation, and they are not regular people. Never apologize to these people when they get offended because A, they get offended all the time, and B, they're like sharks. When they smell weakness, they will circle. The appropriate response to this type of situation, and I say this as someone who has had to deal with it way too many times, is you say, no, that is not what I meant, nor what I said, and you move on. But first, I want to make your world a little bit brighter for once with our sponsor, Fast Growing Trees. Did you know that fall is the best time to plant trees and shrubs, which means that now is the time to go to fastgrowingtrees.com. Skip the big box stores and head to fastgrowingtrees.com, the world's largest online nursery. No more waiting in lines, messy cars, and digging through a lackluster selection. Just go to fastgrowingtrees.com and choose from thousands of varieties of trees, shrubs, and plants expertly curated to thrive in your area and deliver to your door in one or two days. What's really cool about fastgrowingtrees.com is on their website, they have a map of all the different climates in the country, so you can actually see what trees or shrubs will grow where you live. They also have a lot of exotic fruit trees, which I think is really fun, plus trees that are suitable to keep in apartments. Fall is planting season, and don't let anyone tell you otherwise, so join over 1 million satisfied gardeners at fastgrowingtrees.com, plus with the 30-day alive and thrive guarantee, that means your plants will arrive happy, healthy, and ready for planting. So now through November 15th, go to fastgrowingtrees.com slash Lauren for 10% off. That is 10% off at fastgrowingtrees.com slash Lauren. Again, that's fastgrowingtrees.com slash Lauren so they know that our show sent you. Unfortunately for Barrett and really for the entire news cycle, it didn't take long for leftists online to catch the scent of this little faux pas. On Twitter, Kyle Griffin, a senior producer at MSNBC, 
Casey indignantly wrote that sexual preference, a term used by Justice Barrett, is offensive and outdated. The term implies sexuality is a choice. It is not. News organizations should not repeat Justice Barrett's words without providing that important context. So now, not only did Judge Barrett use an outdated term, which it's so not, it is still used to this day, and we'll get to that in just a few minutes, but it's also apparently so offensive that news organizations shouldn't mention it without some disclaimers. This is the worst type of manufactured outrage imaginable, because it's, it's just, it's so insincere. The truth is that no no, the term preference does not imply something is a choice. Preferences are not choices. For example, if my preference is Coke over Pepsi, which by the way, it is, and I hope yours is too, I can't just change that willy-nilly because I decide to. This is almost exactly like when literally everyone, including places like CNN, were referring to COVID as the Chinese coronavirus, but then when Trump started saying Chinese coronavirus, then all of a sudden, overnight really, it became this super racist and xenophobic term. These people are gaslighting us, they're trying to control us, and the only way that we do not let them win is by refusing to give them this power over us where they can decide what we do and do not say. And never mind that, but we also shouldn't let other people decide what we do and do not mean when we say things. And in case you were thinking that this is just insufferable woke Twitter being woke Twitter again, it's not. Mainstream news outlets have also latched on to this narrative. On CNN, we find the piece, Why Amy Coney Barrett's use of the term sexual preference at her hearing alarmed so many. This writer explains, Many LGBTQ people take issue with the term sexual preference because it implies that who a person is romantically and sexually attracted to is merely a matter of personal choice, an idea that both advocacy organizations and health professionals have long rejected. Political correctness has gone so so far nowadays that we not only have to watch what words we use, but also what the implications of those words might be in the minds of the left. Because again, Barrett didn't say sexuality was a choice, nor in my opinion did she in any way imply it, but hey, you know what, because some left-wing senator from Hawaii thinks that maybe she did, well, I guess we should all just change the way we talk. Oh, and uh, not confirm Barrett. I feel like that's also an important part of this for them. The article then goes even further, saying that suggesting that sexuality is a preference can also imply that it has the potential to be changed or cured, an idea often promoted by right-wing Christian groups. That's the thinking behind harmful practices like conversion therapy, which has been widely debunked by major medical organizations and outlawed by many state and local legislatures. Wait a second. Wait a second. Now, not only has Barrett allegedly implied that sexuality is a choice, but she's also implied even further than that, that sexuality can be changed through conversion therapy. Wow. Wow. By now, I'm pretty desensitized to bias reporting from the likes of CNN, but this article, it, it really takes things to the next level. And USA Today took a different, though somewhat similar approach with guilt by language association. In the column, Judge Barrett, don't use sexual preference for LGBTQ people. It's incorrect and alarming. This writer argued that, in fact, sexual preference is what's considered a dog whistle, coded language to a specific audience. For instance, the anti-LGBTQ Alliance Defending Freedom regularly uses sexual preference instead of sexual orientation. I would give up my left kidney. 
if it meant that I never had to hear the left use the term dog whistle ever again. I feel like in 2020, literally everything, any word you can think of is some type of dog whistle or coded secret reference to some type of bigotry. Clowns are a dog whistle. Lower taxes are a dog whistle. Men's rights are a dog whistle. Milk is a dog whistle. Progressives, have you ever considered that Maybe it's, maybe it's just you. Like, maybe it's not that there are all these secret references and allusions to bigotry. Maybe, just maybe, you see racism and sexism everywhere because it's in here. I swear, stories like this are why I carry so much stress in my shoulders. And if you're anything like me, you could benefit from our sponsor, the Gen 4 Theragun. The Theragun is a handheld percussive therapy device that releases your deepest muscle tension using a scientifically calibrated combination of depth, speed, and power, and now it is as quiet as an electric toothbrush. That is because the all-new Generation 4 Theragun has a proprietary brushless motor that's so quiet you'll wonder if it's even on while you soothe your aching muscles with Theragun's signature power, amplitude, and effectiveness. I am hunched over my desk all day, every day. I have a sore back. I have a sore neck. And you know what? Liam, I love him, but he doesn't give the best massages, which is no knock against him. He's not a professionally trained masseur. Thanks to the Theragun, I can work through my sore muscles in the comfort of my own home whenever I want without having to shell out big money just to do it. So try the Theragun for 30 days. There is no substitute for the Theragun Gen 4 with an OLED screen, a personalized Theragun app, and the quiet and power you need. Starting at only $199, go to theragun.com Lauren right now to get your Generation 4 Theragun today. That is theragun.com com slash Lauren again theragun.com slash Lauren. Really it's just it's hard to take the term sexual preference seriously as a dog whistle considering that everyone seems to use it and until really this week it seems like it was never a problem. As one user on Twitter noted, The Advocate, an LGBT interest publication, may have scolded Barrett for using the term sexual preference, but just last month, they were promoting pieces with that exact same language. And as The Daily Wire's Matt Walsh pointed out, it's the same story with Slate. They wrote an entire article about, quote, why Amy Coney Barrett's use of sexual preference is so alarming. I swear, alarming must be some sort of leftist word of the day. But just this year, not only did they release a piece that used the term sexual preference in the exact same manner that Barrett used it, but they also explicitly argued that sexuality can evolve, or in other words, change. I am so sick of this double standard that exists with the left. They can be blatantly racist and sexist and heck, even homophobic. They could say that white people are terrible and the scourge of the earth. They could say that men are trash and all violent pigs and they can tell lesbians that, hey, you better sleep with that person who has a penis if you don't want to be transphobic. And you know what? No one will say anything. They won't face any outrage or cancel culture. They'll still continue to be accepted by mainstream society. Meanwhile, conservatives can't even say a commonly used phrase in case it gets misinterpreted by someone else without it making international news. And to really drive home the fact that no, sexual preference is not a controversial term, or at least it wasn't until this week, I present to you this montage. You use the term sexual preference to describe those in the LGBTQ community. And let me make clear, sexual preference is an offensive and outdated term. This time bring everybody along. 
regardless of color, sexual preference. Based on whatever color, whatever what their sexual preference might be. By race, by age, by sexual preference. It doesn't matter what your sexual preference is. What their sexual preference is. Never in the course of her military career had anything about her sexual preference had any impact. Based upon race, color, or preference, or sexual preference. I don't think that you use the term sexual pre preference as just, uh, I don't think it was an accident. Our society has come to respect uh, people um, whatever their sexual preference. I'm not offended over the term sexual preference. Odds are you're not offended over the term sexual preference and based off of how often they use it, I'm gonna go ahead and say the left isn't actually offended over the term sexual preference either. This isn't about protecting LGBT rights or anything like that. This is about control and about defeating the right. And you know what? As long as conservatives keep apologizing to these people and not just that, but actually changing the words we use and heck, even our ideas to appease these people, they're gonna win. Why on earth would we let our intellectual enemies dictate what we can and cannot say and what we can and cannot think? It's just, it boggles the mind how some people are still trying to make nice with these extremists. Personally, I've never really been one to use the term sexual preference, but after all of this, you can bet that that's gonna change. That's it for now though. Thank you so much for tuning in and I'll see you next time.